Welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Let's talk about the first game of your Super Saturday, the Sharkies v. the Knights. Now, it is noted that just after this game, the update was released that Nico Hines had made the Origin squad. It was a potential leak uh, that uh, Nico Hines had made the Origin squad and that he was to play in the 14 jersey. Now, we don't know how much truth this holds, uh, but let it be known that that report came out just after this game, the Sharks v. the Newcastle Knights. Now, let it also be known that the Panthers, the Rabbitohs, the Sharks, the Broncos, and the Melbourne Storm all have 16 competition points, so they are all equal first. From one to five, the Panthers, the Rabbitohs, the Sharks, the Broncos, and the Melbourne Storm all currently sit on 16 competition points. They all share first place still. Now, obviously, the Panthers have gone up due to four and against. Obviously, with the Rabbitohs losing against the Parramatta Reels, uh, they obviously moved down one. Uh, so they technically sit second, but uh, all the Panthers, the Rabbitohs, the Sharks, the Broncos, and the Melbourne Storm all currently sit in first place on the NRL ladder. What's also crazy to think as well about this ladder is that it's very fucking close. Obviously, um, the Panthers, Rabbitohs, Sharks, Broncos, Storm all sit on 16 competition points, whereas the Dragons, who now currently have the wooden spoon, have eight competition points. So that's exactly half of, obviously, the team at the top. And there's not much separating all of the other teams as well. So the teams in first position have 16. Uh, the Dolphins and the Raiders have 14. Manly have 13. That's the top eight. And then the bottom eight, the Warriors have 12. So literally one point difference between Manly and the Warriors. The Warriors have 12. The Titans have 12. The Roosters have 12. The Knights have 11. The Eels, Cowboys, and Bulldogs have 10. And the West Tigers and the Dragons have 8. So there's not much separating all of these teams whatsoever, which is absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy there um, when you're looking at this ladder. But let's get into this game. Let's get into the Sharks v. the Newcastle Knights. A very dominant performance from Nico Hines and Will Kennedy. Will Kennedy over the past few weeks has been fucking insane. We were talking in the last podcast about, obviously, Dylan Edwards, how he'll clearly be the guy for the New South Wales Blues over the next few years after Nathan Clear... I'm sorry... James Tedesco retires from football. Um, but Will Kennedy, fuck, he's making a name for himself. He is making a name for himself. He could be one of the better players to never play Origin, which is a very scary thought for him. If there's injury, he might be able to slot in, but there don't have to be a few injuries for him to even be in the conversation, which is crazy considering with how good he's playing at the moment for the Sharkies. Nico Hines, you know, obviously somewhat confirmed to be in the 14 jersey. We'll find out today. Obviously, the podcast comes out on Monday. I'm recording this on Sunday. So when the podcast comes out, it will be today. Uh, we find out today these Origin lineups, which is very, very exciting, either today or over the next few days, hopefully today. Um, but yeah, look, Nico Hines is a pretty definite one to be there. He was sensational in this game as well. They were 
fantastic against the Knights. I thought that Callum Ponga was still impressive. Obviously, it was quite scary in the first four minutes of the game when he went off for that HIA. Obviously, passed. Uh, it was ruled a Category 2 head knock, and obviously, we returned in the 15th minute of the game. Thank goodness. Um, but yeah, look, that was very, very scary. I thought that he still played quite well with the minutes that he was on the field, uh, Callum Ponga. But yeah, look, just not enough for Nico Hines and Will Kennedy, the performances they put out uh, in this game for the Sharkies. Braden Hamanueli obviously returned in this game as well. I thought that he was quite good coming into this one in the 22nd minute for the Sharkies. He was quite good, solid through the middle. Uh, Jacob Saifidi was placed on report in the 33rd minute for a crusher tackle. Hopefully uh, nothing happens of it going into the next few weeks for the Newcastle Knights. Uh, Will Kennedy was dynamic for the Sharkies, as we said. He had 181 run meters, 10 tackle breaks, a try and a try assist. Daniel Saifidi, uh, he produced a strong 30-minute stint uh, to start the match for the Knights with 126 meters for 10 runs. Uh, He finished the game with 173 meters. So very, very solid stuff from Daniel Saifidi. Uh, again, just not enough for the Sharkies and with how dynamic in play they were, uh, really solid performance from them. The Sharks have now played three games at Coffs Harbour and won all three. The Knights have won just one of their six away games this season. Ronaldo Molotalo had 19 runs for 182 metres in this one, which is very, very impressive. He was definitely one of the standout wingers this weekend. The Sharks came up with 16 errors and the Knights came up with 14 errors. It was pretty scrappy. Uh, the Knights back three, Lockie Miller, Greg Marju, and Dom Young combined for 47 runs for 486 metres. Very, very impressive for the back three for the Newcastle Knights. As I said, it was very impressive from the Knights. It was just discipline errors that let them down, uh, and the Sharkies obviously capitalised on those errors very, very well. Nico Hines, Will Kennedy having blinders. As I said, KP still looks dangerous. He just you know, needs to get more ball in his hands. He needs to take on the line a bit more. And that's going to take time, obviously. Coming back from those concussions, he'd be a bit wary into taking the line on. But it needs to happen. It's a key part of his game. That and his defense is going to be a big thing going into this Origin Series. I have a little bit of doubt, but not too much. I think there's a 50% chance he'll be the fullback for uh, the Queensland Maroons. They could still go with Reese Walsh. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, he's been impressive over the past two weeks. He just needs to take the line on a bit more. And as I said, that's going to come with time. Very scrappy game, but very solid game for the Newcastle uh, for the Newcastle Knights and for the Sharkies. The Sharkies just getting the win there in the end. Uh, the next game, obviously, the full moon rises again. The full moon rises again and rises quickly. Obviously, it went down for the Sharks v Knights game, obviously, because it was a day game. But then as soon as the West Tigers-Cowboys game came, obviously uh, the full moon rises in full fashion and the West Tigers beat the Cowboys, and yes, this is not fake. At Leichhardt Oval, what a narrative. 66-18. to 66-18. to 18. Luke Brooks had an absolute freaking blinder. Watched on by family, friends, and former teammates, including Mitch Moses and Josh Reynolds. Brooks was at his attacking best. He ran for 213 metres with the ball and laid on two tries as the West Tigers prompt, uh, romped uh, their third win in four weeks. So two try assists, 213 metres, Absolutely sensational. His kicking game was fantastic as well. Uh, was putting a lot of pressure on the Cowboys. 
I'll tell you who else was impressive for the Tigers. Stafford Toa. Two tries, produced a try assist, five line breaks, 15 tackle breaks. 15 tackle breaks from 14 runs. Insane stuff there from Stafford Toa. The Cowboys missed 54 tackles in the match. 54 tackles missed from the entire team. That is fucking disgusting. The Cowboys were dreadful. They were absolutely fucking disgusting. Uh, Brooks became the fifth West Tigers player to reach um, the milestone uh, of 200 NRL matches. Stafford Toa had a big one in his 50th NRL game. Didn't even realize it was his 50th NRL game, but good on Stafford Toa there in his 50th NRL game. Uh, to have an absolute blinder for his team for the West Tigers. Uh, the West Tigers have now won three of their past 10 games at Leichhardt Oval, so it's not the best record there. Um, but, yeah, look, it's something. I mean, it was a big win at Leichhardt Oval as well, and the fans were definitely up for it, especially when the score, the score got changed from 58 to 60. Uh, people loved that, absolutely loved that. In fact, it is the first time in their history they've scored over 50 points, so credit to the Tigers. Fuck, it was an awesome awesome game and excuse that hiccup there but um, yeah look we were talking about this full moon we were talking about this full moon for the West Tigers and it was well and truly out in this game and um, yeah there were some great individual performances David Nofaluma has scored nine tries in his past ten games at Leichhardt Oval Nofaluma is just one try away from becoming the first West Tigers player to score a hundred following a double against the Cowboys the first West Tigers player to score 100 points, I believe. So there are 100 points or 100 tries um, there for Nofaluma, uh, which is pretty cool, pretty insane as well. And hopefully he gets that milestone, could get it over the next few weeks. Kyle Felt has now scored seven tries in his past seven games as well. It was pretty average from him. And obviously that dropout, oh, not the dropout, but uh, that kick that Luke Brooks kicked in, it was pinpoint. Obviously, Kyle Felt had about a number of seconds to kick that ball dead. Brain snap. One of the big brain snaps of the week. And speaking of brain snaps, we didn't really mention this one for the Sharks and Cowboys. Uh, Sharks and Knights game, sorry. But Callum Ponger and that play the ball fucking just got up and was like, nah, fuck this shit. I'm out. I just fucking walked away from the ball. That was hilarious. Um, and then this one, obviously, with Kyle Felt just standing and watching the ball, giving it a little tiny toe poke. Not enough for Dream Buller, though. He scores in this one. Uh, I know a lot of West Tigers fans that would be absolutely loving this win. And, yeah, look, as I said, full moon fucking out. It was out on Saturday night. Now, the big game was obviously, and obviously the full moon, it sort of turned into a half moon. And, um, you know, it wasn't as in full moon effect as it was in this next game. Obviously, the Dolphins v. the Melbourne Storm. The Storm have joined a long jam of teams at the top of the NRL ladder after surviving a second half comeback by the Dolphins to triumph 24-16 at Suncorp Stadium. With ex-forwards Jesse and Kenny Bromwich and Felice Kafusi in the Dolphins pack, the game exploded early with origin ramifications for Queensland. Obviously, Kafusi uh, being sent to the bin in the first two minutes of the game. The first two minutes of the game, he was sent to the sin bin uh, for something that was not really necessary. It was quite careless. He clearly saw that Christian Walsh was going down in that tackle. He actually had time to do something about it. Now, we obviously... You know, in the past, when we've looked at the tackles like this, and, you know, obviously there's been some bad ones, but there's also been some ones where, you know, players didn't really have the time to, to make a change in their tackle. Plenty of hip drop tackles like this, plenty of other tackles like this. 
This one, though, it was pretty clear that Welch was going down. And Felice Cafusi just went nup, sweet, and then just shoulder charged him in the face. Now, I know you want to make a statement against a team, your former team, make a statement before Origin as well. There was a lot going through his mind, but that was just careless. And now he could potentially miss a game for Queensland as well. It's going to be a big loss for them in their forward pack. In saying that, Queensland have a pretty stacked forward pack. We were discussing it in the last podcast. Um, but yeah, look, it is going to be a bit of a stump in their forward pack as uh, in their forward pack for sure, uh, missing out on a guy like Felice Cafusi. Um, you know, the hits that he puts on, the lines that he runs, he's always good in origin. It's going to be a big loss uh, with him being sent. And there was obviously some penalties given away by the two Bromwich brothers as well. So there were definitely uh, some early ramifications in this game and early uh, explosions, brain explosions uh, that costed the, the Dolphins and obviously gave the Storm a bit of possession to start the game. Now, Craig Bellamy as well, he's achieved his 30th win in 40 matches against Wayne Bennett. What a stat that is. Uh, whom he began his NRL coaching career under 25 years ago. Get that into you. Wow. Long time ago. Big bench performance. Obviously, was moved to the bench um, during, before the game even got underway. Nelson Asofa Solomona, 139 run meters, 17 runs. He had a ton of tackle breaks as well. A, t- a couple of tackle breaks as well. Um, obviously, he had to require treatment for a rib injury, but... He was insane. For the 39, uh, 38, 39 minutes he was on the field there, Nelson, he was absolutely insane. He's definitely someone that's in my team of the week going into this week. Uh, he was fantastic. Kiwi Internationals, Jeremy Marshall King and Jermaine Asako are yet to win against the Storm through six of... and. Six and seven games, respectively, uh, played against the Melbourne Storm in their careers. Uh, So that's a bit of a stat for you, a bit of a pub yarn for you guys going into this weekend. Uh, Alicia Katoa, fuck, he was outstanding. Uh, 32nd minute try brought the Storm's required 1,000th point at Suncorp Stadium. Awesome stuff there for the Storm. And yeah, Katoa was outstanding in this game as well. Ton of tackle bus, ton of meters, scoring a try in this one as well. He was fantastic. Uh, Storm winger Will Warbrick has scored six tries in his past seven games. Awesome stuff there for Will Warbrick. He's really starting to find his feet in the NRL. Look, but all in all, it was a solid performance from the Dolphins, but tried to come back with that second half comeback and it didn't work out. The Melbourne Storm too strong. Cameron Munster, Jerome Hughes, I thought was great in this game. Jerome Hughes in his kicking game, he's come a long way in the past two or three years. You know, under Peter Breen, who was obviously in the Melbourne system, we talk a lot about him and his involvement with Harry Grant, uh, Cameron Munster, and Jerome Hughes. I'll say it, I've said it once, I'll say it again. You know, their kicking games have improved drastically with Peter with Peter Breen in and around that Melbourne Storm system. Not only kicking, but Harry Grant's passing game as well has improved drastically. Uh, Peter, Peter Breen is the guy to thank for that. He has been around that Melbourne side uh, for a year, obviously with the Bulldogs at the moment now, but he was with Melbourne last year. Um, so he's doing some great things with NRL sides. Um, and yeah, look, I mean, he was with the Bulldogs to, in the preseason this season and look where they've come with their ball playing skills as well. So um, awesome stuff there for Drew. Jerome Hughes for the Melbourne Storm to get a tight win against the Dolphins on your Super Saturday. Well, 